What's up, guys? Welcome to the very first episode of a new show. Oh, yeah. Rapture <laughs> Radio. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we came up with that title at 10 o'clock this morning. <laughs> <laughs> we should tell everybody what we're doing, though, because this is a completely new show, Let's completely new time slot. It. So here's the deal. So we were running a show, uh, two shows, Household and Homestead, God and Government. Um, during COVID, we started whenever everything shut down to try and kind of like supplement teaching, catch people where they were, things like that. Yeah. And then we kept those time slots for a little while, even after the stay-at-home order ended. And so we realized a little bit as we kind of continue to think through and talk through things that we probably need to catch people after work. Because a lot of folks that we were trying to catch were at work, and we didn't want to encourage, you know, not doing your job for an hour every day. Yeah. So well, we'll we see. Maybe we have a, a fresh, uh, slightly different audience with this uh, approach. Right. Yeah. I think. I think so. Maybe we'll catch the the drive time crowd. Drive time. Remember that radio drive time? Mm. I feel so old even saying it out loud. I can still remember what was it? Five o'clock traffic jam. Like I still remember that. That's it. Like that's a thing. But anyway, you know, welcome to the new feed. Um, this is a show entirely about eschatology. That's cool, right? The mm. the beginning of the end, as your wife says in the feed. <laughs> <laughs> She's a prophet. That's right. Welcome, prophetess <laughs> Emily, to Rapture the, the Radio. Prophet Emily. Is that like, oh, it's officially a title. It just happened. I love that. Yeah, so <laughs> Pastor Kirk is in the feed, and he asks, is there audio and video yet? Are we? Can you hear us, Pastor Kirk? Is your phone on mute, sir? I'm. I'm not trying to be. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I'm. I'm. We have been known to on. go live that, without see, audio. You and know, video. that's very true. That's <laughs> very true. I. I have to double check myself. From and, what and I can see. see, we have um, two viewers. So. <laughs> I see 15. I don't know where you're looking. I don't I don't know how this works. It's I'll okay. just quit looking. You're doing great. Nick Stockland's <laughs> in the feed. Welcome to the feed, Nick Stockland. Good to see you, buddy. Happy things are going. I hope the I'm excited, man. He was he was one of the guys that was working all the time whenever we were doing this show before. So I really hope so this is a better So now he can really slot. tune in. That's yeah, right. I think so. So in other words, if you're not here every week, Nick, we know and we're going to talk to you about mm. it. Pastor Matt Whoops. Oh. That was a prophetic statement, prophetic. wasn't it? Oh, it was a snap. You take that back. <laughs> Producer Matt. Yeah, you don't want this job. Producer Worship Matt, Minister Matt is going to be delegated specifically as the Nick Stylin' check-in guy. Oh, Emily Neely says she's your biggest fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. She actually writes all my sermons for me. <laughs> she definitely writes all the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you practice your jokes? You're like, Emily. What if I say it like this? No, true story. Emily texts me jokes. I retell them. That's, <laughs> this, is, this, you see, this is the beauty. This is why God oh, made man, man, male and female. <laughs> I have a theory about this. Women are wittier and funnier, but there's a difference. They don't like mm. to say the jokes too loud. Ooh, to, I can. Yeah, no, I can. Saying? I can agree. They're, with that. they're more sly. They're mm. more witty. They they'll say something under their breath that just like skins you alive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there'll be like this witty little it's, zinger. It's true. But then what I do, true. I say it loud. Like, I, <laughs> she just said he just says them louder than I he do. Just said, <laughs> 
<laughs> when you think about it, stand-up it's, comics, it's you know, they're true. mostly, mostly it's men. It's, and in my opinion, the really, really funny ones are all men. It's because mm. I think just the way God made us. They're he more made us extroverted. Women are naturally more yeah, introverted. I don't know, I like but, mm-hmm. but when it comes mm-hmm. to wit and, like, zingers, man, you can't compete with, like. You can't compete with the No, ladies. no, no, no. no. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Rachel could wreck me if she wanted to. Thankfully, she hasn't so far yet. So, so that's good. well, this went off in a strange tangent. Hey, why not though? Anyway, an audience, Rapture so. Radio, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> we're talking about eschatology. We're talking about the end times. Mm. Uh, you know, and we were talking about this a little bit before. Um, what's no, your experience? Well, look, but look, the, before we get into this, the okay. question that really everyone's wanting to know is: Will you take the mark of the beast? <laughs> That's really the only question. What when Doctor Fauci <laughs> oh straps you into a chair and implants you with the chip, <laughs> with the chip. COVID nineteen eighty four. I wish we had a graphic for that. We need. Oh man, we need fast turnaround graphics <laughs> of like shots popping up right now. No, now in interrogations, oftentimes the interrogator will ask a question, and when there's a delay or no response, it causes them to think that maybe the answer is yes. So I have to ask you again: Will you take the mark of the beast? <laughs> <laughs> maybe I maybe I already have it. Mm, I mean, it is convenient. Is the vaccine the Pass mark of the beast? Pass my hand over. Oh, I thought we were talking about computer chips. Same we're talking thing. about vaccines. Same, same thing. It's all the same thing. You see, <laughs> you know, the, the answer is no. The vaccine, if it ever exists, will not be the mark of the beast. Right. Matt and I were having vaccine conversations this week. We don't have enough time to get it. Not literally. Right now. Not literally. <laughs> 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 the mark of the beast is not a literal mark, uh, but we'll get into that as we continue mm, in our series on mm, Rapture Radio. Is uh, and to continue in the same vein, I see the next note here: Is Pope Fauci the Antichrist? Is Pope Fauci the Antichrist? Oh <laughs> 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 you, I mean, that's, we all were scared it. to death of Nikolai Carpathia <laughs> in the Left Behind series. <laughs> you and your wife are on the same page. <laughs> but listen, if you ever see Pope Fauci throw a baseball, it's oh, never the Antichrist man. you would have expected. Like, I would have expected him to strike fear into my heart. Mm. This is not a man you're afraid of on an individual level. You mm. know, he's, this is no, like, you know, Antichrist. He's really a, a little guy, you know? <laughs> not a scary guy. Can't throw a fastball. He's thrown a baseball at some point. He see y'all are so out of touch. I don't y'all are so out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> he throw the opening pitch of a game and it it's slung off wide left. I thought we weren't playing baseball. Oh no, this is from a while back. I have no idea. Oh, okay. There was a game. He threw the opening pitch and with it, his mask on. It did not work out well. That's right. Dang. With his mask on? So this was mm-hmm. recent. And yeah. then he went and sit in the stands and took it off. Mm, so. mm, but, mm, you know, churches mm. are empty as well. Because everybody question, got raptured. The qu- <laughs> Boom. They're did out the rapture them. happen? It did. The rapture did not happen, but something is happening. And that's why we want to talk about eschatology, yeah. mm. the study of future things. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. Honestly, going through this entire uh, pandemic, this 2020, <laughs> for me, what has maintained hope in my heart? has been my eschatology i'd agree with that yeah i, I think because i mean if you're not looking forward to a future hope right now is pretty lousy <laughs> right right it's exactly. not it's not looking great you know right. and not even just a future hope just to say the word like heaven but a future hope the redemption of the world the victory of the church all those different things without even those pieces yes oof, it's it's rough out there right it now, is man. it is it's rough 
why yeah why be hopeful in a situation like this mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. but that's what this whole show is about we are going to for for several weeks several for several weeks. weeks many weeks systematically probably many months systematically go through the doctrine of eschatology potentially even as long as a year 52 weeks longer than a year probably. but and today we start with the great tribulation if we Ooh. get to it if Ooh. we get to it yeah we'll see but first i wanted to ask you mm. on a personal level mm. oh, what I, is your I don't do history questions. with the rapture my history with your the rapture. personal testimony as it pertains so, to <laughs> the rapture so i don't get a lot of christian culture things because I got saved when I was like 18 years old. You didn't know who Nikolai Carpathia I, was. I, like, I didn't see this stuff. I didn't watch the movie. Like, okay, so I got saved when I was 18. Somebody introduced me to the Left Behind movies. My logical conclusion was, oh, so this is the way it is. Man, I don't want to be a bad person to get left behind. That's as far as I went. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have, like, plans, emotional investment. It was just... It was the same thing. So when I first got saved, a friend of mine also brought me to a, a church where Tommy Tenney was. I don't know if you know who Tommy mm -hmm. Tenney is. I've heard of him. God chasers. Um, oh, yeah. Don't don't follow him. But anyway, <laughs> he brought me to a Tommy Tenney church. I went in there, and as soon as the service started, everybody started jumping all over the place and sprinting around the room. And my logical conclusion was like, oh, so this is what Christianity is. Like, I didn't know anything. Did you run some laps? I, I did not. You didn't? I didn't. I clapped, though. I feel like that was as far as I was going at that I've particular moment. I always wanted moment. the opportunity. But, hmm. I, I, was, I was too uncomfortable. So I couldn't quite get in You there. are probably the uh, mirror image of me. Oh, okay. Go. It, it was, you know, the rapture was, was a huge part By of mirror, my mean worldville. We gotta, That's right. Yeah, the okay. opposite. Not the photo negative. The mm. photo negative. Mm. Uh, the rapture was a big part of my worldview. I liquidated all of my retirement. <laughs> because I believe All the rapture was on its way. Three hundred and twelve dollars of it. No, at this point <laughs> it was actually a substantial amount. Oh, early wow. in about okay. eighteen years old, I began to put away money each month into mutual funds, and it piled up for a long period of time. No, are you serious? Absolutely. And you shut it all down. See, brother oh, Stewart, Brandon. don't you go on out there and buy no green bananas. <laughs> Any minute now. Oh my God! I I have I was feel <laughs> filled with rapture fervor. I'm stressed out. Why for you right now. invest in this world? Why build stock in this world? Why oh, why do any of these things when the Titanic is just going down? <laughs> why why polish the brass on a sinking ship? Oh wow! Makes sense when you think about it. Mm. I was a man of zeal, not always a man of knowledge, <laughs> and I with great zeal liquidated my entire retirement if it were not for the rapture i would be a millionaire today <laughs> <laughs> i am like i feel a little sick right now this is I'm how so impactful this was I'm, let me just give you one more story i got stories for <laughs> I days don't know on if this i can stuff. handle another one. i know people that did rapture <laughs> drills in school no they didn't yes they prepared <laughs> to be lifted off my side hurts. When I went to oh Boy Scout gosh. camp, okay, check this out for real. When I went to Boy oh Scout camp, gosh. this is not real. I crawled into my tent one day, okay, just trying to retrieve a, a canteen or something that I had forgotten. Oh my god! Everyone else though was at the mess hall. I had to run oh. back to retrieve something from my tent. I crawled into the tent. They sound the camp sirens. <laughs> now I grew up in Bro Bridge. 
I never heard a siren that fills up all the the air. Okay. Outside. Okay. Okay. I never heard a, a you know if you go to a factory they might have a, a siren okay. or um, okay. certain towns still will will sound an alarm. It's like a tornado alarm or something. Like there's a tornado, yeah, a tornado on the alarm. Watch out. Or, yeah. Okay. That's right. I never had heard any kind of sound that was that loud. Okay. Okay. You know this was before. Like this there is was little music Brandon. in everybody's ears all the time. Like ten year old Brandon. Yes, he's already balding. I hear them already balding. <laughs> I had a great head of hair, <laughs> mullet, <laughs> mullet-tastic. So this siren goes off. I'm in my tent. I immediately think it's the rapture, and I'm still here. Oh no! It was heavy, deep, deep. and great. I had wow. repeated. Nightmares. Oh my God! That I still to this day get the goosebumps when I remember the frissons of the of the rapture occurring, the <sighs> sky exploding, and everyone floating up in the air, and, and me not, and not you. Oh my God! I, this, this is like in your DNA, deep. And I w- I would be willing to say that this is deep in our societies. The evangelical mm. world society's DNA. It's all going to burn down DNA. anyway. These are sense. yeah. These are presuppositions that are held on a very deep level. Mm. Now, because of that, it makes bringing up this topic um, worrisome for some people. So, some people are like, "How dare he bring up the topic of eschatology?" Right. Okay. They're worried. This. These are things that are held deep, deep. To, to mm. challenge these deep presuppositions is to almost rethink everything. You know, and honestly, I, I probably used to be in that category. The category of the person who was like, why, why are we even, we don't need to talk about this. But the more that you, I think, study eschatology, the more that I think also you realize it affects the way you live right now. Your eschatological view affects so much the way that you live day to day because of what you're anticipating tomorrow or Amen. like it's, Amen. there's a big deal. It changes here. your vision. Right. It gives you a power. Ooh. It, it gives you Say energy it. and zeal to spend your life in something that to other people would seem ridiculously eccentric, mm. absurd mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. leave a lasting legacy because you know, in the future, God's going to make something out of it. Mm. You know your labor is not in vain. Mm. You know it's not all going to burn up. So that when you mm. are 80 years old and you only have a few years left, you still plant trees in your yard, fruit trees for your children to eat off of. Mm. Because you have, a, you have a different... Now, we haven't explained what, what eschatology we are talking about, or we haven't talked much about the future things. We're only just trying to say that these, your view of the future affects I think your emotions, your present, everything. It I affects society. I think we've only even defined eschatology in context rather than with an actual definition. The study of last things. Boom. There, there you is. go. There you okay. go. We got it. Yeah, this is one of those shows you kind of have to learn as you go. Mm. You know, learn as you go. More informal. Caught. Inductive. Ooh, More like is caught it. than taught. Ooh, ooh. That's right. Say all the trendy things. <laughs> Say them all. Let's go. Let's That's go. right. Yeah, no, this is big. It is a deeply held thing. And so very rarely have I ever, in fact, almost never, have I been able to convince someone who has a firm belief in a certain view of eschatology mm-hmm. to study other opinions. Hmm. Really? It's almost like they, people know that if I actually put in the time and study it, I might have to change everything. 
That's mm. a scary thought. I'd rather not go down that road. That's interesting. It's inconvenient. It's a lot of. I mean, why? Oh, it's just so much trouble. It's kind of the same as soteriology, though. Like it's uh, this is true of all the things we hold deep and at a presuppositional level. Mm. But it also worries people when we start to talk about this. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people that see Pastor Brandon talking about this and saying it like Rapture Radio and think, "Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's my pastor. I hope he doesn't keep embarrassing me." <laughs> Right. Please stop talking. Please stop talking. Why does he have to address these things? Can't he just stick to the, you know, uh, the more acceptable topics like love or whatever it might be? But th- but what I'm trying to the reason I do it is for love because I feel existentially, I feel experientially in my life mm-hmm. a hope and a zeal and an energy, a power Ooh. that comes from understanding the how the gospel affects the future of this life mm. here and now. Yeah. No, so I, so let's see that. It, it's had an impact on me. It is a vital aspect of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So even if someone thinks I'm nuts, at least they can honor my sincerity and my zeal, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I'm still just that, that young kid liquidating his retirement <laughs> because of his eschatology. It just makes me feel Only sick I'm inside. liquidating my reputation instead. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. All right, so where are we going today? Where are we, so where are we jumping in? Today we're going to suss out. Suss it That's out. a word you use on podcasts. Is it really? Yeah. All right. You suss things out. I need out. to listen to more podcasts. <laughs> you, that sounds you flesh it out. You <laughs> suss it out. It's not getting better. Google it. it. feels weird. Today we begin to suss out Matthew chapter 24. Mm, the okay. Olivet Discourse. Ooh. That's right. Ooh, the Olivet like Discourse. Okay. All right, all right, all right. This all right. is probably the most important. Oh, this is the... Um, the, the the great tribulation great tribulation oh snap the Olivet discourse also remember, called <laughs> do you remember Mr T and the tribulation force I do, <laughs> do you remember that? oh my gosh please Google it please when you have Mr. free T time and the tribulation force. go Google it it's fantastic <laughs> Rapture okay. Radio is going to be fun <laughs> I think so man we're going to have a good time with Rapture Radio <laughs> it's going to be fantastic producer Matt is lol and over there in the corner we're like crazy a great today time. we're going to have a maybe great it's time. five p.m. we're just just more awake. <laughs> Maybe that is what it is. It does feel 5 p.m. ish. All right. People, people are like, okay, get to it now. All right. We're, we're ready to learn. We're ready Let's, to learn. They're, Matthew they're 24. Olivet Discourse. The seats. Great Tribulation. I'm ready. Let's well, go. Well, look, Matthew 24, verse 21. I'll read it for you. This is where the name comes from. Okay. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be. Okay. This was Jesus's prophetic utterance Matthew 24 verse 21 and that's where the title of the great tribulation comes from so that's our first topic in rapture radio is the great tribulation mm. we're gonna be talking about the great tribulation for several shows okay okay and um, all right, all right, all right. we got we kind of have to wrap our minds around Matthew 24 if we're going to be able to move on to other passages regarding eschatology okay right. okay now matthew 24 if everybody's got their bibles or if they're thinking about opening up their bibles or maybe they're just having fun and listening but matthew 24 has two main views okay okay one is called the futurist view i mean readers the readers of it yeah in okay. modern day <laughs> interpretations of matthew 24 there's two of them there's two sort of views okay it's a futurist view, which states the things Jesus is foretelling mm-hmm. are in the future for us today. Okay. Now, the other group is called the preterist, which is another word of saying, you know, the pastist. 
people. Okay. It's things which have come before, pre-before. Okay. So some people believe the events of Matthew 24 foretell future events. Other people believe they foretell past events. Okay. Now, both agree that at some point in Matthew 24, Jesus begins to speak about the end of the space-time continuum. At some point. Okay. He begins to speak about the end of human history. So the future. At some point, he's talking about the future. Everybody agrees at some point he switches and talks about the end of human history. Okay, so the question really is, is it all Where's the switch? The the question is, at what point does he begin to shift and talk about the end of human history? Okay. The end of uh, the space-time continuum. Okay. All right? Um, So we'll go ahead and we'll just start reading it to introduce it. If you want, it's Matthew 24, verse 1. I'll I'll start in in verse 1. So Jesus, it says, Jesus left the temple and was going away. When his disciples came to point out to him the buildings of the temple, but he answered them, you see all these, do you not? Now, Pastor Stewart, you're seeing it right here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's he he talking about? They're they're walking there on the Mount of Olives. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, They're looking at the temple construct beautiful, massive temple mm-hmm. built by Zerubbabel, remodeled and added onto by Herod. I mean, this thing was a, a wonder of the ancient world. Okay. They're looking at this and their, their, uh, their hearts are filled with hope because he's the Messiah. The kingdom has come. Yep. You know, he's about to restore the hopes of Israel. He's yep. about to restore the people of God to their rightful looking place the over stones, this world. The structure of the, and they're of just the like, temple. Wow. Yeah. Nah, Pillars yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. All of that. And they, and they, and uh, mar- marveling at these things, He answers them and he says, you see all these, do you not? Truly, I say to you. Now, who's the you there? Well, it's the disciples. All the disciples listening. They're having a little chat. They're walking. He's talking. I say to you, there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. Talking about the temple. It will be flattened, he says. Okay. Right. Got it. And, of course, we know that did take place. Rome did. In 70 A.D. Right. 40 years after this prediction. Okay. Uh, we it. know that even still to this day, it's not there. Right. There is the Wailing Wall, which is some outer court Right. There's wall. like foundation stones that are way down in the ground that they go and like still kind of pray at. That's it. Flattened. Mm-hmm. That's right. So Jesus clearly predicts the leveling of the temple. Mm-hmm. You can see why they accused him of uh, attacking the temple and speaking ill of it. Um, because hmm. he was foretelling what was going to happen of it. Yeah, okay. He's, you know, they're shooting the messenger, basically. Right. Goes on to <clears> verse <throat> 3. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, now this just took place, okay? Okay. He's sitting on the Mount of Olives. Of course, as a rabbi, he would sit to teach, and people would gather around and whatnot. The disciples came to him privately, saying, so you got a little small group here. Okay. They're like, when? Okay. Tell us, when will these things be? Now, these is a demonstrative pronoun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Things mm-hmm. is not super clear. We would have to interpret what they mean by when will these things be okay. by what they've been talking about. Okay. And the answer is when will the temple be destroyed? When's judgment coming? I think it's a fair assertion. Yeah. yeah sounds um, good. When will these things be? It's an old code, but it checks out. That's right. <laughs> and then he says, now this is where we get to the controversy. Okay. This is the rub. And, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? They're asking some pretty heavy questions. And they're stringing them together. Hmm. So are these all three the same event? 
Yes, maybe, no, we'll get to it. In the disciples' mind, is it all the same event? It doesn't seem yeah. like it. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to know, really. Yeah. It's hard to know. <clears throat> but here is what I want to point out today more than anything. Okay. Do we still have some folks listening? No, everybody went to bed. They're still listening. <laughs> this is what I want to point out, that when we read the sign of your coming, we immediately think what? Producer the Matt? return of Jesus. Rapture radio. Rapture radio. We immediately think the end of human history when Jesus returns. Oh, I see. I didn't immediately think that. You didn't? But well, I have been conditioned a little bit. Well, you remember, you weren't, you weren't, apparently you weren't raised in this rapture culture. If I would have been, if 18-year-old if, if Stuart would have been here, it would have been like, well, the end of the world. You know? <laughs> what else could <laughs> Exactly. And then it goes <laughs> on to say, and, and when will, you know, the sign and whatnot of the end of the age. Mm. Now, we immediately think what there? Into the That's space the time end of continue. the world. Yeah, end of the okay. world. End of human history. We yep. immediately think that. That one's easy. But here is my thought for the day. Just one. The reason we immediately think these things is not because that is how those words are used in Scripture. Okay. It is because we preload into those meaning that we have from our culture Ooh. and our presuppositions. Mm. We read the Bible with a lens, an incorrect lens. Ooh. Say it again. What we would need to do to correctly interpret the scripture is what's called the analogy of scripture, and that is to compare scripture with scripture, look at it in context, mm. see how these phrases are used throughout the scripture, mm. and then determine what the disciples meant when they said these things. The obvious, con the obvious context is right here immediately. They're talking about the destruction of the temple. Mm. Mm -hmm. If we're going to see more context, we've got to look at the whole book of Matthew. Okay. All right, so let's do that. Okay. Let's do that. I'm ready. The context of this <clears throat> conversation. Now, you know, Matthew has a bunch of chapters in it. It doesn't start off chapter 24. It doesn't? 1 through 23, then 24. Okay. Got it. I say that we must read 24 in such a way that it fits perfectly with the theme of the rest of the chapters. Okay. What is the theme of Matthew? What's going on in Matthew? Right out of the gate. We hear John the Baptist preaching, the time is at hand. Mm -hmm. The axe is already laid at the root of the tree. Any tree which does not bear forth fruit in keeping with repentance will be chopped down. The kingdom is at hand. Repent, repent. Mm -hmm. You see, you feel at the beginning of Matthew a sense of imminent danger. Time is at hand. Well, it even begins with the genealogy, doesn't it? Right out of the beginning, it mm -hmm. starts to say, yeah, the son of David. Son of Abraham, Jesus. Yeah, like it's trying to lay a. There's a certain something has importance happened. that's being laid out. This from the very one beginning. that they've always thought of, mm -hmm. the son of David to come, the son of Abraham. He is here. Mm. We see an axe chopping the root of a tree, not pruning a branch. Chopping it out. Chopping the root. We're talking about starting from scratch, so to speak. Mm -hmm. We're talking those wine. That wine doesn't fit in old wineskins. We're talking out with the old, in with the new. Hmm. Right out of the beginning. We begin to see from the beginning that that Jesus is the true Israel. He's born into the world. And what's he doing? He's fleeing Herod. But this time he flees to Egypt. You know, Israel fled from Egypt from Pharaoh. Okay. Now Jesus, the true Israel, okay. is fleeing from Jerusalem to Egypt. And then he comes back home. And Matthew says, for out of Egypt, I called my son. We see this mm. throughout the beginning of Matthew, that Jesus is re-walking the route of 
Israel. Hmm. He like the patriarchs. Hmm. He goes to Egypt. Then he returns back home. All right. All right. All right. All right. All through Matthew. See, he is the true Israel. He is the Moses. He stands on the mount and gives them the law, the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5. I'm listening. And Mount Transfiguration, he refers to what was going to happen to him as the Exodus. Mm -hmm. I could go on and on and on. The people of God, though, aren't they the Israelites? Yes, but Jesus says to them that many will come from far and wide and sit at the table with Abraham and the sons of the kingdom will be kicked out. Mm. And that was some of the most controversial things that Jesus oh. did, wasn't it? Whenever oh he was my. ministering mostly to like Gentiles, to the Jews, to the Jews. Yeah. He said, you say that you are of your father, Abraham, you are of the father, <clears throat> your father, the devil. God can oh, make snap. of these stones children. So you begin to see in Matthew this sort of re picturing of who the people of God are. Hmm. It's Mm -hmm. an epoch shift. It's a time change. Now, let Mm -hmm. me just keep laying on this for you. Matthew 23, Jesus says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets. Who kills the prophets? Pharaoh, the Egyptians? No, Jerusalem kills the prophets. Hmm. He says, And stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings? You were not willing. See, Jerusalem, your house is left to you desolate. Your house is left to you desolate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You see what's going on. He is as a prophet speaking over Jerusalem, predicting their desolation. Hmm. He says as he's carrying the cross, people are crying for him. And he says, don't weep for me. Weep for yourselves. Mm. Weep for yourselves. They say as he is being crucified, we have no king but Caesar. His blood be on our hands. You follow this all through the entire story. Mm -hmm. You see Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. says the new wineskins are coming. A new age is dawning. All these stories are being given to us in the book of Matthew to show us a theme, to show us a motif here. Mm -hmm. All right. It's out with the old, in with the new. Make sense? I'm in. The whole New Testament, in fact, is... This theme, okay. out with the old covenant, in, in with, with the, the new, new covenant. All right. That's why Matthew begins the New Testament. Okay. okay. The people of God were not exactly what you always thought. It includes both Jew and Gentile. Mm, right? mm-hmm. The kingdom of God takes on dynamics that you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 2, Gentiles come from the east. That's the wise men. Remember them? I do. And yep. when the wise men get to see the Messiah, what's going on in Jerusalem? The Bible tells us that Herod and all of Jerusalem was troubled. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. All be- right, all right, you all see, right, we're right. beginning yeah. the book of Matthew, and we're learning that something's about to go down. And, and Jerusalem it, is not who they th- say they are. That's very interesting. Okay, okay. All right. Jesus prophesied that many would come from the east and the west and recline at the table with Abraham. Mm-hmm. And the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into outer darkness with weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, Producer Matt, since you and I have more of an evangelical background, Pastor Stewart doesn't get all the, the jokes. <laughs> when you hear weeping and gnashing of teeth, what do you automatically think? Hell. You automatically think hell. But have you ever looked up that phrase and how it was used throughout the Old Testament? Probably not. We just infuse those things with meaning. This is apocalyptic language for judgment. 
on Jerusalem. <laughs> it's hilarious. I've only ever put that with judgment. Sorry. <laughs> well, it is. I don't come with it the baggage. It is judgment, but the, well, I, you, don't, you didn't think hell. You didn't think immediately no, hell. No, not at all. So, see, I have convinced many people of these things that I didn't have to you know, tear down walls to build things up. Mm. People, new Christians are just like, obviously, I'm reading it here as clear as day. Right, right. Let me That's see what so else. I could go on and on and on. Jesus keeps referring to Jerusalem with names of evil cities, Tyre, Sidon, Sidon, Sodom. He says it could be worse for you in the day of judgment than it is for the city of Sodom. Dang. When you get to the book of Revelation, you see that Jerusalem is called Babylon, that city in which they crucified the Lord. You see that there's a shift taking place, whereas in the old covenant, the bad guys were Egypt and Babylon and Tyre and Sidon. Mm. But as the new covenant emerges, you recognize that it's Jerusalem that is the new Egypt, the new Babylon, that kills the prophets, that stones those that God sends them, and they kill the Messiah. Mm. They have made a covenant with the beast. Their king is Caesar, and their blood is on their hands. All this is taking place in the book of Matthew. It is an epoch shift. Something is changing. Jesus comes to the Temple Mount. There's an olive tree there. Mm -hmm. I always thought Jesus was like really kind of cruel about this. You know the story. Yeah. He curses the olive tree. Right. He's a walking ecological disaster. (laughs) He just just goes around cursing fruit trees. (laughs) It's like, Jesus, you know. You know, fig trees, olive trees. What's up with this, bro? Yeah, what's up your crawl today? Like, oh, why yeah. are you why are you picking on you know bushes? Like, Be what's up with you? Minded. You see, you you got to know the Old Testament prophets. He is a prophet. He's he is engaging in prophetic theater as he approaches the temple. He's just coming to town, right? Mm-hmm. He's there at the temple. He's engaging in prophetic theater, not only declaring judgment, but demonstrating judgment. Mm -hmm. We know it's theater because he says the olive tree wasn't even the season for the fruit. I was like, of course it didn't have any fruit on. It wasn't the season. That's not the point. The point is that the olive branch of Jerusalem, of Israel, that generation in particular, that wicked and perverse generation Mm -hmm. is not bearing fruit. It has become wild. So a new branch would be grafted in. He says, to his disciples, this mountain will be cast into the sea. And what do we use that verse for? Silliness. Mm. Mountains. No, who who <clears throat> looks up the way prophets used mountains in the Old Testament? No one looks it up. But mountains were kingdoms. Mountains were always kingdoms. Pyramids are man-made four-cornered mountains that mm. symbolize religious um, tyrants and kingdoms. Okay. Like mountains were always the symbols of a dominion or a rule. Okay. You know, okay. the Garden of Eden was a mountain, the Tower of Babel, Mount Zion, Mount Sinai, Mount Moriah. It's, I mean, all over the Bible. Mm-hmm. The mountain of the Lord comes from heaven, establishes here on this earth, and expands over the whole globe. He says, this mountain, what mountain? The one he's standing on, the one he's prophesying against, will be thrown into the sea. The sea, of course, has always represented the Gentiles, all the way from Genesis 1, all the way through the Old Testament. The Jewish nation would be scattered and exiled, and it's precisely what happens 40 years later. He goes in there, he starts whipping people in the temple courtyard, right? Mm. And we always think, yeah, get those, those money-grubbing exploiters. They're like in there selling makeup in church or whatever you know (laughs) multi-level marketing schemes in church hey that's too close that's too close (laughs) but i'm gonna tell you something (laughs) what jesus did is closer to what COVID has done and that is he emptied everyone out of there if you read it carefully 
he did not discriminate in who he whipped. He whipped everybody. We always think he whips the money changers. Read it again. Read it again. Mm. What he's doing is not trying, you know what, I'm standing up for this and that. We're going to shut this market down, and tomorrow we're going to establish a new market. They went back to doing what they were doing right after he left. The point was prophetic theater. The point was he was a prophet announcing judgment and woe on that temple. Mm. Israel didn't bring Whoa. forth the fruits, Whoa. and they, like the olive tree, would be cursed. Okay. The curses were foretold in the book of Deuteronomy 27 and 28. If they forsook the Lord God and his covenant, curses would come down upon them. And Jesus, as a prophet, made a covenantal lawsuit predicting judgment on Israel. Mm. I got some more for you. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you. Who's he talking to? The disciples. The, the group of Christians there. Okay. Blessed are you when others persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you and falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets before you. Who persecuted the prophets? Hmm. Time and time again, he says it's Jerusalem. He says to the people, blessed are you when you are persecuted by them. By who? Those people out there in the distance listening. The Pharisees plotting to kill him. Hmm. He says to his disciples, blessed are you when they kick you out of their synagogues, which he also predicted would happen and did. As they were judged, persecuted, kicked out of their synagogues and sent off into the Roman Empire, they were saved by Jesus from the Roman judgment that would come years later. Now we're just getting way over our heads now. The forerunner John had come, signaling the day of the Lord. Okay. Jesus refused to do miracles in Nazareth because they would not believe. Jesus calls this in Matthew 19, 28, I say to you, in the new world, literally in the regeneration, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne. When did Jesus sit on his throne? When he ascended into heaven. He ascended into heaven. He says, <clears throat> in this new world, when I sit on my throne, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Who is it that rules and reigns with Christ? We are. Who is it that will rule and judge over angels, according to the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians? We do. We are. We are kings. We are priests in the kingdom. It has happened. The new world has begun. The new okay, epoch. Okay, 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 okay. The New Testament. We call it the New Testament. <laughs> We've been doing this for years. In chapter 24, he predicts the end of the age would be signaled by the destruction of the temple. The disciples ask, when will this temple be destroyed? When will these happen? What will be the sign of the end of the age? The end of the age, the end of the epoch, the end of the temple era, mm -hmm. the end of the old covenant, not the end of the space-time continuum. Mm. All right, all right. It's just like Noah. When will the flood be? It's coming. Build the ark. And when the flood came, all that God had created was covered in watery chaos, and a new world emerged. God has always entered into new administrations of his covenant from the very beginning hmm. because of the sin of mankind. Hmm. The final administration of the covenant is the new covenant, which would emerge not as the temple in Jerusalem, but as he said to the woman at the well, 
not in Jerusalem, not in Gerizim, but in spirit and in truth. Mm. Out with the old because in with the new. Old temple had to go because the new temple was to emerge. And what's the new temple? The church. The body of Christ. Boom. This is the story of the Bible. This is why I have to teach this. Because <laughs> this opens up so much understanding. Yeah. When you finally comprehend this, you will be able to read the book of Revelation with great edification. This is the this explains the New Testament. It is the main theme of, Jeru- of, of Revelation as the new Jerusalem comes down of heaven. How can there be a new Jerusalem? Because the old Jerusalem was about to go. Mm. This is the theme of, of the New Testament. It is the theme of the book of Matthew. And it is captured perfectly and predicted very specifically in Matthew 24. Mm. The temple will be destroyed. That will be the sign of the end of the age. And that will be the sign of my coming. Now, we don't have time for this. But just look up the word coming in the New Testament and you'll see that very rarely is it referring to the end of the space-time continuum with the resurrection of the dead and the final creation of the new heavens and the new earth. Jesus comes in judgment. Jesus comes in giving gifts to men. It's used all over the Bible. It is not exclusively used to refer to the end of the space-time continuum. Mm. It is a coming in judgment. He ascended into heaven. He gave good gifts to men, pouring out his spirit on his church. Forty years later, like the new Moses, he brings them through the wilderness. And after 40 years, he judges Jerusalem through the Roman Empire. And they enter into the promised land, which is the earth. What? (laughs) So snap. Now, if everybody needs to stop the show and rewind about 15 seconds and listen to that part. We're going to unpack all this. <laughs> Welcome to Rapture Radio. This is just show one. It's just show number one. That's fantastic. But the thing is, if you believe Matthew 24 is all future, you have to pull that thing out of the book and read it separately. You have to take wor- meanings of words in your own heart and put them on the words. Mm. But if you read Matthew 24 as predicting the fall of Jerusalem, that temple that they were all standing and looking at, mm-hmm. not some future temple in, in the future millennial reign or whatnot, mm-hmm. but the temple they're looking at right there, it fits perfectly with the flow and the narrative and theme of Matthew and the whole New Testament. It's my hope that everyone could ca- grab hold of this. Matthew 24, the Great Tribulation, Olivet Discourse, and that means, just to answer the show, the Great Tribulation is not in the future. It already took place. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. So what do I see out there? (laughs) The future's bright, Producer Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag no despair. Oh, man. It might be COVID-1984, but we have no reason to despair. We have every reason to hope. We're not about to go through the Great Tribulation. The Philistines are fighting themselves, fighting each other. That's fine. But the church is advancing. Mm. We're going to be fine, folks. We're going to be just fine. Amen. The United States might fall, but it's going to fall like scaffolding. And the cathedral of God's church will remain. I was having that conversation with my wife yesterday. The church itself is 6,000 years old. Our country is like 270. (laughs) And everybody's stressed. Like, it's going to be all right. It's going to be fine. I'll just hold on. but, But make sure you're on the right team. (laughs) <laughs> Make sure you're on the winning, yeah. winning side of history, as they say. Right. That's right. right. When the Philistines are fighting each other, you don't want to go shill for them. 
Sure. You want to sit back and let them, you know, finish each other off. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, of course. <laughs> Done. Done. All right, guys. Well, thank you all so much for joining us for our first that's episode it. of Rapture Radio. We got uh, any? We got any uh, comments or anything? Or everybody anything? is saying that their mind has been destroyed. <laughs> also, you and your wife share a psychic link, and she had a funny mm, comment do, earlier. And she said, <laughs> she called it Rapture Culture. Hashtag Rapture Culture. Oh, man. <laughs> so it's good times. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I want to encourage you. You know, if this is the first time for you dropping into Christchurch Media, we have other shows that we've done in the past. Household and Homestead. We've done a little bit of Bible study on here. We've done. God and government. We've done um, counseling topic shows with Pastor Kirk Alexander. There's all kinds of resources. I mean, all kinds of resources yes, for you to get connected to here at Christchurch Media. You can also go to wearechristchurch.com slash media to get connected to other sources. You can go to sermonaudio.com slurs, 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 slurs. Make it a t-shirt. Slurs. <laughs> <laughs> so you can search We Are Christchurch, all one word, and find tons and tons of more resources. There's no reason for us to be wandering ignorantly through the world. I think that um, God is providing for his people through his church, and I want to greatly encourage you to come and take part in those resources. If you want to give to this particular ministry, you can go to wearechristchurch.com slash give. We've got a couple of options on there. And outside of those things, I think that's it. That's it for today. Thank we need a sign out. Maybe we need to do a competition. We got to we need something to something say at the fancy end. to say. Can I we don't do know. a fist bump? See you it? next time. Can we do a no look Boom. fist bump? There, just having. The <laughs> Yikes. Tell I'm going to hear about that when I get home. <laughs> Tell us funny things to say. <laughs> anyway, are you still doing shows on God and government? We have a question. Uh, occasionally, yes, we will go back and add to our God and Government podcast content and our Household and Homestead podcast content. Those shows aren't over. Uh, We just have a new time slot that we're sticking to right now, Wednesday in the evenings, for our new schedules to work out well. But those shows aren't closed and done. We'll be adding things occasionally. We'll have new content, new shows that will launch in the future. we're still figuring things out. Yeah, this is going to be a forever evolving platform. So come and join in with us, and, uh, and we'll be happy to further resource you and your yes, families indeed. for for generations and, and sign come. up for the um the podcast that's where you get everything that's right that's it, the master feed you get everything the sermon audio hashtag right. we are christ church app basically well podcast app no yeah it's close it's okay you're doing great i'm gonna show you're it. doing great it. You, you, it is where everything <laughs> is i love it for all the old people out there go to the purple button on your phone Type in We Are Christ Church. Subscribe. Yeah, go That's to, all you need to know. Go to any podcast feed that you the, Purple the feed hoster that you have on your phone. You can find any through that through any podcast app, not just a purple button. Thank you, Pastor Brandon. Uh, thank you guys I so much you, folks. for joining us. And we will see you see all y'all next time. time.